Yes, it's finals time and the Crows have made it this year. Coming up against the Bulldogs this weekend at the MCG. Join the Crowcast team as we have a brief chat about last week's disaster. Talk about the upcoming elimination final and descend into a rabble with our special board talk guest. Let's make it a good one and everyone drive safely. This is Crowcast. Okay, welcome everyone to our pre-finals Crowcast for 2015. Um, it's great to be talking about the Crows in the finals again after a couple of years in the wilderness. Um, and what better way to start off the um, build-up to the week than talking with us guys. <laughs> so uh, without further ado, we have a full panel on tonight. We've got Danos. How are you going, mate? Good, thanks, Phoenix. Excited, are you Excited. Uh, very, very excited. You can hear it in my voice. Yeah, there's a slight inflection there that I just detected. So, um, yeah, I can tell that you're all over it. And we have Waffle. How you going, mate? I'm great, Phoenix. All right. Obviously, migrated Scotland during the break. And Nikki New. How you going, Nikki? Not looking forward to the 6.30 a.m. start on Saturday. Are you going over, are you? Of course I'm going over. Very good. You can fly the flag. Well, uh, we haven't got the news that we wanted to have with regards to young Patrick, but I'm sure there's plenty of other stuff to talk about, Nikki. So we'll throw it over to you and get the news out of the way. So away you go. Well, it's the start of the silly season. Um, we're players decide that they don't want to be at clubs clubs don't want clubs decide that they don't want players to be at their club can if they do funny things on weekends they shouldn't have um and then there's the news that came out today which has kind of taken everybody a little bit back but i think has probably put the heat on sydney uh, regarding what their performance is going to be like with lance franklin um Reporting that um, the clubs reported that he had he's working his way through a mental health issue. It did come out that he suffered a seizure um, before the game, and yeah, we don't we don't have a lot of information, and I highly doubt that we would um, get any information about that. But indefinitely, it's very that yeah. They just said that he's we don't know when they're going to see him again at the club and they're just working with him and his family. Wow. Yeah. I think that really puts um, Sydney behind the eight ball a a lot um, in terms of the finals. And I think they've also lost another player as well to injury. So Frio are looking good to possibly get through. Um, Kieran, Kieran Jacks injured his ankle or something. He might not even play in the finals. Ah, that's what it was. Um, and then there's the the other movements that are happening regarding teams that have finished up. Harley Bunnell decided to be Harley Bunnell um, and get in a little bit of a 
disagreement with the bouncer. The upshot is that even though he's still got two more years contracted to Gold Coast Suns, he is up for trade. He will not be at Gold Coast next year. And there's big discussion about is there a risk in taking him because of these off-field issues. Um, He has a huge amount of talent and could be an absolute star of the AFL just with what he can bring on a football field, but whether he can grow up or be within a right environment, I think that's possibly an issue of being up there on the Gold Coast. Am I the only one who thinks that they've actually shot themselves in the foot and abandoned him a little bit? I think so. I think there's definite issues up at the Gold Coast uh, with Dixon wanting out as well. And we know they're a bit, you know, old school. He talks about how he has to have a glass of red wine. Now, if in order to help him to sleep, if that he's got an issue like that, then the club would be working with him in a way to – you know, solve that. It's a medical issue to help solve that that doesn't involve a glass of red wine before the game. I think with Bunnell, I don't think the club's helped him enough with his issues in terms of either getting him rehab, uh, psychology appointments, like trying to cover all issues there. You know, that's just... If they haven't, that's just pretty poor on their part because you've got a talent there. You should be trying to help him every which way possible. And so, I, I think I said it on the board, basically, not in not so many words. So, yeah, they're, they're partially the blame bar Harley. So, I'd, I'd, I, While I agree with you, Waffle, I partly disagree as well. Um, for the fact that we don't know what Gold Coast has done to try and help him through these issues. They've obviously been ongoing for quite a few years. Um, We don't know what's happened over the last couple of years that they could have done to try and help him through it. Lifetime supply of UDL. (laughs) Oh, that's a poor decision in the first place. The other thing is that we often, we've heard, like last year and this year regarding Ablett and his leadership and the fact that he had to go away and work on that some more was feedback that he got. And there, there does seem to be kind of a clear division between those that are the very clean living, um, good Christian boys. And the fact that the club gave him time off to go and pray or whatever, there's some very interesting things. There's some double standards on show from that club about one player as opposed to others. Um, so I, I think there is a little bit of smoke around there, Daniels, but you're right, we don't know exactly. I'm pretty sure any club that's interested in Harley would be doing a very adequate risk assessment of him um, because there was the issue with Gar- Dale Garlett and Hawthorne and most people thought they were nuts to pick him up. And, yeah, he he obviously has – he had serious issues that was just never going to get fixed. But Benel, I, I, I think there's definitely something there that can work with, and he, I think it's pretty sure he's going to play AFL. He'll be at another AFL club next year. Get him to live with Luke Hodge. <laughs> yeah, go to Hawthorne. They were, I did love that tweet from Titus O'Reilly. But yeah, it's a suspension-free environment. The thing with Benel, as far as we know, there are two issues. There was one that happened three years ago. And then this one, which apparently was quite minor um, in terms of um, transgressions. 
at any other club, it probably would have been handled internally with a fine. And I just get the impression, and not to offend anyone's religious beliefs, but I, I think there's a very, very large cultural divide in that club. And I think uh, the danger is that um, it's it's going to remain so while Gary Ablett's there. And I, I don't see someone like Rodney Ede being able to solve that problem. I think Ede's one of the more the old school, big, um, the big stick, you will do as you are told and you will abide by these. There's no black and white with Ede. Intended um, name, Nikki. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. I, I think that could be a bit of an issue that he's seen that there's this culture problem that Guy McKenna was apparently letting them get away with too much. Um, but you saw the performances that Guy McKenna was able to get out of them and the way they worked as a team under them. And under Ede, there's been there is quite a disconnect with a lot of the players and the what we've seen this year. I think it's hard to judge Ede uh, and his impact on the group so far. Any team has their top five midfielders out for most of the year is going to struggle. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, I don't have a problem with that. It's just you could see sometimes how frustrated some of the other players were getting and how frustrated Ede was. There was obviously um, – a team plan they're supposed to be sticking to. You contrast that with St Kilda, who I know they're going to get beaten most games, but I actually quite enjoyed watching them because you just kind of ignore the scoreboard and you watch how they play and you can see that there's a team trying to work through there. They're all on the same page, whereas I didn't get that impression with Gold Coast. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's more to play out at Gold Coast. Um I, I wouldn't actually mind us having a crack at Harley Banner. I don't think the issues are as bad as what um, um, have been made out. And frankly, telling the world that they're going to put him up for trade, that's like they're not going to get anything for him. They, they've played this very badly in my in my opinion. Agree. And I'm, I'd be quite happy if our club did their due diligence, had a look at him, and if they thought, yep, um, he's something that can add value to our club and they're, they're happy with his headspace or where they think his head's where we can help um, getting forward. I would be very happy to have a player like him. That outside run would be exceedingly beneficial. Hugh Greenwood and Benel, double bonus. Yeah. Um, the other movements is Carlisle is definitely leaving – Essendon, Adam Trelaw is leaving GWS and has said he wants to go to Collingwood. Dixon apparently has nominated Port, um, also leaving from Gold Coast. How Port are going to afford Dixon is going to be quite interesting because there was a there was mooted a seven hundred and fifty price tag on him. But interestingly, I can't remember who it was, but somebody pointed out on the board that. I think the media just come up with a $750,000 price tag. That, that seems to be the going rate for any, what they consider a star coming out. Oh, that's, that's what they've got on, um, on their heads. So how true that is, we don't know. I yeah, well, they've, they've said the same thing about Trelaw. That's a lot of money. 
I, I can't see 750 being the number for either of those players. Dixon's hasn't got got through one full season yet. Uh, he's obviously got dodgy ankles and a few other problems. And Trelaw's a, a second-year player. No one pays 750k. No, he's, he's not a second-year player. He's a third. Is, third, it, is, third is he third? Or, or you count him as fourth year because he was was he he was on the original GWS list that played in the VFL. He was picked up a seven as a seventeen year old, I think, wasn't he? But is this his second season playing? Did he actually get much game time the first season? I can't remember. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I think he did too. I just can't see them paying seven. If if he pulls seven fifty in the marketplace, then there's a lot of underpaid players at other clubs, including our captain. I read something interesting on uh, a Collingwood player tonight, Patrick Carnesis. And him and Buckley not on talking terms. Buckley told him after he. He came back for a couple of games. One as full, one as a sub, where he didn't even get on the ground. Buckley said, "You need to work more on your defensive game." This is apparently coming from his brother, allegedly as well. Buckley told him he had to work on his defensive game back in the VFL and get those things up to standard. And apparently, he was averaging twenty plus possessions in the VFL, improving his tackle count, kicking goals as well. I approached Buckley and said. Um, I've improved what you've asked me to do. Why am I not getting picked? Then apparently he said, well, you're a lot lower in the pecking order. You're going to have to keep working on, you know, your game. Uh, he said, well, I have. I've improved everything. If you looked at my stats, and around and said, it is what it is. And he's basically told Buckley where to go and jump in the lake. I'll be looking at other clubs now. I've played my last game under you, buddy. There's always been rumours about that Buckley and some of the playing group didn't get on. Shaw. Who was his name? He's sure. Yeah, is he sure? Dane oh, Beams. Dane Beams also talked about Dane Swan. So those boys were a bit more of a lad. Yeah. There is, there's, there's a bit of a theme going on here, isn't there? Yeah, Buck, Bucks is really trying to remove that uh, that quality or that element from Collingwood. He's trying to make it a more professional environment, I think. That's bloody by my Lexus. <laughs> now, interestingly, nobody said anything about Aish. That, that's sort of very quietly sitting below the surface, which I think is what Pickering likes to do. Um, so there's been no rumblings regarding... Um, Asian, where he's likely to end up. I do know that he was very impressed with Collingwood um, when he was interviewed before the draft. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he does end up there. Liam does what's best for Liam. Yeah, he does, but that's a good manager. He, he gets a, a very good deal for his uh, players. Make a bloody good car salesman. And how are we feeling about the boohooing of certain Western Bulldogs ex-players who don't understand what happens during finals? 
No, I'm with them. They should be at Eddie Head. No. Sorry. What, what happened to our home preliminary final? What happened to Brisbane's? What happened to West Coast? Long time ago. Same. It's under those same rules, though. It's all about getting as, as many as your bigger crowd in. Game on, Miles. Well, no, not really, because um, you could argue that Adelaide could quite easily forfeit a home final because we'd get more than 53,000 to a prelim final. Um, I think the Bullies deserve to play at Etihad, to be honest with you. They've earned the right. It's their home ground. Why have a home ground? Why is it only the interstate clubs that are playing for home ground advantage? That's played at Western Oval. But the grand finals played at the MCG, wouldn't you want as much practice on the MCG as possible? That's not the point. We wouldn't give up an Adelaide Oval final uh, to play on the MCG unless unless we were directed to. So why would Western Bulldogs do that? You've got to make the grand final first, otherwise it's all moot. So Yeah, so, but, that's why, but that's why every year we ask for more games on the MCG. Yeah, but that's an entirely separate issue. I think this this immediate issue, um, Western Bulldogs have earned a home final. Um, the the characteristics of Eddie Had are very different to the MCG. Western Bulldogs have played the majority of their Victorian games at Eddie Had. Um, they've earned the right by finishing where they did on the ladder. I think they're well and truly justified, to be honest with you. No, with, uh, with what's happened to us and... Over the years and the other teams, I'm quite happy for a Victorian team to be shafted and so they can actually understand how we feel and well, what as, we've had to put up with. As, well, as long as you define it as them being shafted, which is exactly what I'm saying, they are being shafted. Now, the issues that, that brought um, brought us undone and Brisbane undone in the past have been resolved because the contract at the MCG has been renegotiated. So because only... Demetrio sends a game to Geelong. Yep, that's right. So that's a precedent and um, that had nothing to do with crowd, although the MCG wasn't available, if I remember rightly, um, and which is one of the reasons or the impetus behind that game going to Simmons Stadium. But nevertheless, um, the MCG quota is now spread over a number of years the only reason it's being played at the MCG is because they reckon they're going to get more than 53,000, which I doubt. I, if I was a Western Bulldog supporter, I'd be rapeable. Okay, so there's apparently 60,000 tickets available, not counting the AFL members and the MCC reserve. The Saturday night game is kind of the marquee game and the Western Bulldogs are the hot property. So you'd actually think that a lot of those will turn up to that game. So there's so if there's a half of them, that's twenty thousand. Last night apparently there was only twenty eight thousand tickets left out of the sixty thousand allocation. So that's a, a fair whack that's bought tickets on that first day. So I no, think they're gonna get a decent I think there's gonna be a decent crowd there. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised if we're um, well over sixty. For the game. Yeah. I, I'd be prepared to put all Waffles possessions on <laughs> on us, on on that game, not drawing over 53,000. Maca 23 is left now. 
No, it's Stiffy's. Stiffy 18. Sorry, Stiffy. Get up and start taking the bricks out of the house then. Can you actually, can you take away all these little toys that he plays to annoy us? And let's not forget, it's not even a valid, it's not even a valid argument. We could get more than 53000 to a home prelim in Adelaide, I'm sure, but they're not going to move it because that's the capacity. People are going to, people would miss out on that basis. Why should it be any different for Western Bulldogs? Because they can. But again, it's this whole integrity issue that the AFL is wrestling with at the moment. No, um, they're not wrestling with it. They have none. Yeah, they have none. Exactly. I, actually, I actually think that was part of Fagan's little modus operandi when he did that statement, which had a nice veiled swipe, which then opened up the AFL calling him to have a chat. Now, prior to that, Smorgan had already started jumping up and down about we must have it at Eddie Had, we must have it at Eddie Had. I think that opened the door for Fagan to do a little discussion going, okay, so if you're letting this go ahead, we want to play on the MCG. I think he's savvy enough that there was a little – the AFL like doing tit-for-tat deals. Okay, if we shaft you on this, but we'll, we'll, we'll do that for you instead. I actually wonder if that's what was partly occurring. That wouldn't surprise me if that happened either. I don't think we'll ever find out about it though. Oh, no. God, no. But I, yeah, afterwards I was kind of thinking about it going, no, nah, I reckon if if you were smart, that's what you'd be doing, and we know Fagan's pretty smart. But, you know, the whole um, issue of integrity, like round 23 was an absolute joke, <laughs> like an absolute joke, and they've got to address it. I mean, play, players. Go, when you play football half-hearted, you get injured as well, you know, and you send a team out onto the park with nothing to play for, going through the motions because they don't want to miss out on finals so they don't want to get injured so they don't go in as hard, they get injured. Right? Every team suffered an injury of some description and they've either got to scrap round 23 and have it as a bye week before the finals or they've got to come up with a system that makes round 23 somewhat meaningful. It was just ridiculous. The, the problem they've got, though, is they can't predict that is it going to be set um, because it, it could have actually gone big, down to the wire that there was a whole lot of games that did actually impact so people would still be um, playing full on. It's, it, it's a really fine balance to do there because you're going to have some seasons where round 23 isn't going to be a dud and you're going to have some seasons where – half of those teams are going to be playing for nothing, but the other half probably or you're going to have it like we had this year where everybody was just kind of like, hmm. As a, a gentleman that is performing at the AFL Grand Final would say, it cuts like a knife. <laughs> oh, didn't that cause a bit of a stink as well? I, I really want to know who's choosing music in the AFL because they really need to get out of the 80s and the 90s. Who's Maybe performing? Brian Adams and Chris Isaac. What a wicked game that's going to be. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no, we've got Ellie Golding as well. We should get Meatloaf back. You took the words right out of my, my mouth when I ran out of breath. Has he learned how to sing yet? I was sitting there watching it in Melbourne. I'm thinking, is he pissed or is he really running out of breath? He actually did have a vocal issue um, and he then had to go and have surgery afterwards, but that was, oh, that was excruciating. 
it was awful. And even seeing Jason Nakamanis at the Crown afterwards being mobbed by Collingwood supporters. Were they trying to beat him up or? Uh, they were young girls. Oh, it's Jason Nakamanis. And I was standing right behind him and we're go, going, it's only Jason Nakamanis. And he turned around and gave me the dirtiest look I think I've had in a while. <laughs> so we got any other news? I think that's kind of like the most... The, what what's kind of going on at the moment? The, the big no, things. No, what else is you've, there? You've missed something huge. What did I miss? Rory Laird has <gasps> been named in the All Australian Forty. I was going to talk about that later. That we got four of them in there. I'm surprised Phoenix missed it. So we have Tex Walker, Rory Laird, Eddie Betts, and Paddy Dangerfield. And I can actually see a case for all four of them getting in. Yeah, well, Robbo on 360 tonight said the same thing. He can see all four of them getting in, and I can see that Tex is probably the least likely, but he still came third in terms of tall forwards. He came and third in terms of tall forwards. He's the centre-half forward with the other two tall forwards who kick more goals than him are the full forwards. And Tex had more score involvements and goal assists than yeah. um, uh, Jerome Cameron. A, a lot of his other stats as a centre-half forward, and we – I know, I know Phoenix talked about it a lot this year. We we think he's been a little bit down, and then you look at his stats and compare it to others going, holy crap, if he actually improves, what's he going to do next year? I actually still owe source. I feel bad that there was only two Ruckman selected. I reckon yep. source would have been the next one. Yeah, I reckon he's just ahead of Sandylands this year. Um, but Nick Nat has actually improved, and Goldstein, I... I I think, yeah, he definitely should be in. Oh, and the other thing is Dan, Dan Hanabry actually beat Nat Fife in the Coaches Award. Yep, that's good. I'm glad that happened. I was saying to my brother-in-law that I think Goldstein is a smoky for the brown line. Oh, I can't see a no, winning it. No, not the way they vote. Not saying he's not deserving waffle, but um, they just like if he's not picking up thirty-five posies and under the umpire's nose, he's not getting a vote. Except, except there's no there's no um, North Melbourne midfielders to take votes away from him. No, that's true. I can see him getting a lot of twos and ones, even if he doesn't get best on. Yeah, so that that could kind of be interesting. Yeah, possibly top five. I don't think he's going to pull enough to um, to get over Nat Fife or um, or Paddy or or a couple of the other contenders. Critis Hannaberry. Hannaberry's a smoky, I reckon. Nat Fife playing for Frio this week. There, he's aiming to. Um, he has to train tomorrow, and they'll see how it goes. All right. Any other late breaking news? No. Do we really want to talk about that game on the weekend? No. Just for a minute, maybe. Except for the certain players that I want to kill. It's hard okay. to know what our motivation was. It like it, I. It's very difficult to understand whether they went into the game to win it 
or whether they um, like I just I couldn't work out the mindset. Playing for preservation, so they didn't get injured way they were playing. It's like oh, uh, not all of them. Sloaney most definitely wasn't playing for preservation. Oh, he was one of the few. Danger started off well, but that whack to the head that he got didn't help, and I can't believe how that wasn't a free kick. Can't believe how on Hawkins didn't get cited for the punch on Talia. <laughs> Clear as day. Striking. Hello. Cite him. No, we didn't even look at it. Um, there were some very dirty Geelong players going on there, um, and there was some very interesting umpiring. Umpiring was shocking in the first oh, half in particular. It was. It was absolute garbage. I don't know what Lever was doing, but he wasn't playing a game of football. No. Char- Charlie did get injured. Um, our younger guys had a bad game except for one by the name of Riley Knight because he was trying his heart out still. Yeah, well, he had a final spot to play for. I think that's just the way he plays. He just, you know, goes for it. Um, Atkins, he wasn't cited in the first half, but I think with his position on wing, he came in to, once we started to get a bit more going through the midfield, then you saw him a bit more. So he's not a seaball get ball player. He's got to rely on the, the midfield actually pulling the finger out. Matt Crouch had an absolute shocker. It, it was yeah. just one of those games where like five minutes in, you could tell what was going to happen. And the thing is, I don't think Geelong were playing that well. No, they weren't. They were playing <laughs> shit too. And, and so, it, the commentators have mentioned it in the third quarter that it wasn't even – Adelaide playing better in, in that third quarter to come back. It was um, Geelong just going off the boil for a bit, but I think they yeah. were probably 5, 5% better than us for pretty much the whole day. And in the end, even Danger admitted on, on the rate on double A this morning, they just gave up. Yeah. Which the, might be a good thing. A nice... Sorry, Nikki. I was just say it's a good kick in the ass just before finals. Hopefully. Why would you need a kick in the ass before finals? It's the glass, it's the glass it, half full um, perspective, though. That yeah. It's the possibly the loss, could you be have the loss that we have to have. Exactly, Nikki. So I'm, I'm trying to look at this positively in some way, apart from, oh, my God, that was shit. Because Sauce had an awesome game. He was awesome. He was awesome. <laughs> I do love that from the club Twitter that they use that is as this little hashtag is awesome. Yeah. Well, the only good thing about the weekend as far as I'm concerned is that the bullies did exactly what we did. And they did it up in Brisbane, which was a nice warm afternoon. Slightly differently from the coaches, will they consider what goes on at training tomorrow? Does McKay come back in for Atkins? No. No, I don't think he would. Even though um, McKay in the the last the last game was at um, the SNFA game, he actually had quite a good game. 
I think Atkins still just offers that little bit more. I think it'll be matchups uh, that force any changes. I don't think any will be made in form. Um, and it doesn't appear as if we've got any injuries that are going to keep anyone out unless Brody's worse than first thought. Um, so it'll, it'll come down to how they want to match up. Who goes to Stringer? Here's a question. Well, do you want, do, my honest opinion yeah. is you hard tag him with Van Berlo. Yeah, he doesn't have the speed to go with him, so it would have to be VB's on him because he can run with him aerobically, but he doesn't have that little burst of speed that Stringer does, but not many players do. So then it becomes a case of us chopping that midfield or blocking him in some way so that he can't do it. So it becomes a bit more that team defense. VB at least can position himself properly. They've been using Stringer yeah. a little bit like we use Eddie at times, coming off the back of the back square. Of the square. Um, we just need to, if I'll be very disappointed if they don't hard tag Stringer because he's their catalyst. Well, apparently as a junior, until he broke his leg, he was a midfielder. He's got his speed and his power back, he, he reckons, but uh, he doesn't have the endurance yet. So he, he goes into the midfield in, in small Best. bursts. Um, he's averaged something like three um, centre bounces per game, and it's possible that he could do more this week. Well, they've they've lost two players in Roughhead and Johannesson. Uh, yeah, and and Johannesson's been the one that's giving them a run off half back. So I actually think that's you're right. We might see a bit more stringer off that half back line because they're going to need it. They've also um, Bob Murphy with his groin issues. He's another one who does that run and carry off the half-back line. Johansson really cut us up earlier in the year when they beat us convincingly. So I'm yep. quite pleased that he's not playing. Yeah, that was a handy out. Yeah, I, th- I think we've had some some nice little blessings have kind of occurred. I mean, you you don't want to see injuries at this time of year when finals are on the line, but sometimes you are kind of still happy about them happening if they're against your team. Look, I, I wouldn't care. I don't have any sentimentality towards the, <laughs> the Bulldogs, even though I mean. do support them being at Etihad. But, you know, I, I couldn't care less how many injuries they've got. I think they'll probably struggle to cover us on the MCG. I think their game is very much corridor football at Etihad on a fast deck. Um, I don't know whether their spread is sufficient to trouble us on a, on a wider ground. And yet when we play well, we play well through the corridor. So uh, it's... But we can switch it, and we have done that, um, which is what we did against West Coast. Win the ball out the middle, get it down the forward line, and we don't have to worry about their game. See, the yep. Bulldogs are very offensive, and I don't mean, you know, on the nose. I mean... No, the, in a good the, way. They're an attacking team, and whereas we structure up when we're on our game, we structure up very well, um, and I don't think the Bulldogs necessarily have that mechanism, So, and they certainly don't have the defence to cover our forward line. Um, so, again, it's going to be one in the, mid, in the middle. If we give enough supply into the forward line, I don't think the Bullies have got the personnel to, to, um, to cover us, to be honest. Yep. Jenkins Jenkins should have a field day. As long as we can see him. Yeah, well, we proved the last couple of weeks that we can see him. And I think he's quite excited about playing in his first final as well. 
and Lynch. Yeah, see, he's the other one because in against the Geelong game, he, he, he was hardly sighted and I think they had a bit of a harder tag going on him. So it would be that interesting to see what the Bulldogs me. do. Yeah, well, they've got the um, cavalry down back to be able to tag him. Do they Wooden. run as hard as he does, though? Oh, well, guys like Wooden, Pickin and... Uh, who's that in the fish tank? Good day, Phoenix. How you doing? Hello, Nikki. Hello. Genius. <laughs> What's going How you on? Guys doing? Oh, I'm sitting at home. Mississippi Burning's on Foxtel, so I'm watching that and just watching Gene Hackman chew through the scenery. Tell all those good old white boys what's what. Quite funny. From, from the fish tank as well, you're doing very well. Yep. I actually oh, wasn't sure whether it was in the fish tank or whether it was somewhere else. Just, just for, so those, for those late joining us, we've just been uh, interrupted rudely by our special guest, <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> He's joined us for the preview. <laughs> oh. We're just talking about the bullies game, mate. We, what do you got to add? Oh, it's going to be a big match. Big match. Um, I'm really enjoying this week hearing all of the uh, Victorian commentators complaining that the Bulldogs have earned a home final. And I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure we've played home finals at the MCG. And I look forward to this year if uh, Fremantle or West Coast make the grand final, that they move the grand final to Subiaco so that they get that home ground advantage that uh, everyone seems to think is so important. I'm so, deeply apologetic that my violin is broken. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. It's going to be huge match. There's no way it would have ever fit into the Eddie had. Just going through the, uh, the board tonight and looking at all the people who are over the moon that they've got tickets to go, yeah, we're going to be probably outnumbering the Bulldogs people, I reckon. What do you guys think? I'll be there. Bloody oath, we'll be outnumbering them. So oh, like, you're there, Nikki. Yep. So Phoenix, I don't live there anymore because I'd be there heckling them. <laughs> uh, I'm lucky. I've got a brother-in-law in Melbourne, and he's uh, squared me up with tickets. So all I have to do is get there. And I've rather sketchily booked a uh, four o'clock flight on Saturday with Tiger. So you know, cross your fingers on that one. Good you Saturday night. Up walking, mate. Uh, Hello, Phoenix. I'm here. I thought you started to say something and then it just dropped out. I, I just said good luck. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need yeah. it. I'd be Tiger. walking. Tiger, I'd be walking. <laughs> I've yeah, never flown with it and I'm never going to. No, <laughs> me too. Given that you're uh, leaving on Friday night, you might get there in time for the start of the game. <laughs> <laughs> or you might get there Sunday. If they land in the car park. Well, that's it. Just drive the car, mate. You get there just as quick. <laughs> oh. No, I wish I wish I could go down there. It's Danos here. Danius, how are you? Yeah, good, Danos yourself. I'm all right. Uh, I wish I could get down there this weekend, but I've got a golf trip next weekend, so I've got to save a bit of cash for that. But hopefully in a, in a three weeks' time when we make the uh, prelim final, we'll be playing Hawthorne, and I'll 
hopefully get down to uh, Melbourne for the Hawthorne grand fi- uh, prelim final. Bit of payback. Ooh, memories. Yeah. That'll be good. We've got to get over the Bulldogs, though. Yeah. Well, does yeah, anyone think we're not going to win? Oh, no, we're going to oh. win. We're going to win. What's this not going to win? I've had, I've had such a cu- bad couple of days. Something good has to happen, so it's going to be the Crows winning. If not, I'm going to be really annoyed with them. So do we need to keep our fingers crossed that you keep having bad luck for the rest of the week, Nikki? No, I haven't. I have, I've had my three things. Well, that's good. That means that the Crows game will be unrelated to any bad luck that you have. Yes, if I lose, <laughs> it's all my fault. But there could be a new run of three, so you never know. Oh, stop it. I might just read the stars. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the astrology. A lot of garbage, that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, can I do a public service announcement? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can, but it might, it might not actually okay. make it on the podcast. No, no. It, there you go, it's, you're uh, It's pertinent. Um for all of you lovely people that are thinking of driving, uh, from my own personal experience, the speed limit changes when you get to Victoria, and it's actually 100, not 110. Yeah, but that's what the nice policeman explained to me that time, so watch out for them. They're a bit slow in out. Victoria. They are, especially in Ballarat. Yeah. I, I got an Adelaide license now, and he's sent it to the, the Victor- when I was living there, the Victorian license. Yeah, good on you, stupid. Well, one thing, one thing that I can point out for all of you drivers is that there are clearly marked speed signs all the way along telling you when it gets to 100. Yeah, kind of like when you get over the border. <laughs> yeah, caution to Ballarat is a fun part. Oh, not, no, I, the worst drive, though, is from Adelaide to Canberra. That's a, no, a horrible. I've got to say I've done it a lot of times and I thoroughly enjoy it. Roundabout. The hay plains, awful. I love the hay plains, especially at night. There's nothing going on. Exactly. You hang enjoy on. driving from no, Adelaide to Canberra? That's I enjoy just like driving Canberra. full stop. Oh, God. Oh. No, maybe he enjoys leaving Canberra. Oh, that's, that's fair enough. You enjoy, I, I can't believe you enjoy driving. I. I live in South Brighton and I work in Mawson Lake, so I have to drive there and back every day. And oh, it put, puts me off driving full stop. Expressway would be enough to put anyone off. Well, there's oh, no, that's the first mistake you're driving. Getting on the Mawson Expressway is the good part. Mawson the whole. I'm sorry, Mawson Lakes? That's yeah. as far as you go? I used to coach yeah. at Elizabeth. Oh, stuff that. <laughs> go the south side. I also used to leave, I, I grew I grew up actually near Mawson Lakes, so when it was the levels. Actually no, yeah, when it was when it was it. no when when there was nothing there. <laughs> when it was a, in a mini abattoir. Well, I actually went to uni, my first lot of uni was at the, the levels, and on a good day you only got the smell from either Bolivar or the abattoir. Bolivar. What a great oh. place that is. Most days you got the smell in both directions. Yuck. 
I think we've randomly gone into board talk, haven't we, Phoenix? Oh, look, I don't know. I'm just letting the conversation <laughs> ramble on. It's fine, you know. I don't think anyone's listening to us for hard-hitting, you know, insightful... <laughs> Uh, you know, football analysis or anything like that. No. <laughs> if no one's listening to us for football insight, then uh, I don't know what 5AA are doing. We're better than 5AA. Do they actually have listeners? Apart from Lindy? <laughs> the full Lindy. Oh, that was funny that time. Is that you, Waffle? Are you full Lindy? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not that postal. I just I called it, and and on she came. Because every time, every time, full Lindy posts recently is right after or before when you post, and I've I'm got a full suspicion Lindy. that it's you. No, Come on, Waffle, I know. No, it's not me. Come on, big fella, you know it's you. I thought it was yeah. Alex actually. Wait, it's either it's either no, Waffle or no. Carl. No, isn't Alex kind of he's full Lindy anyhow without having to put on a new face? I don't go near ding- dingoes as well. Full corgi. Dingo stole my baby. That's a very, that's a very happy corgi. I like beagles. Running around in circles. Get one of the mods onto it and see do the IP address checking, find out who full Lindy is. Or what? don't, let the mystery. Well, no, see, if, if they do, then they'd actually have to ban the person or, like, give them a little suspension. So we don't want You're the mods to, to look up. You're allowed to no. have them as long as you, as long as you don't um, troll with them. Well, that, okay. that's, that's changed from when I was a mod, and I'm okay with that. I know, <laughs> I know people who have got alter egos. Like you, Dennis. I don't actually. I couldn't. I've got all my passwords saved into my computers, so I couldn't be bothered going in and trying to remember a second one. Incorrect. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of new accounts in the last couple of months, and oh, like the many. Dangerfield situation's drawn a lot of bloody weird accounts out. It's hard or, to hard to sort them sort the the genuine ones from the idiots. Or is it us, Phoenix? They've been listening to the podcast and we keep talking about Bigfooty, so they've found it that way. No, I'm pretty sure that's not it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> is, I was trying to make this sound actually relevant, but... Is Alex Danger slow? No. No. No, too coherent. No, they, they, there's a very, very strict rule on having aliases in um, the sweet FA. And they both play in the sweat FA, and there was never any problems there. Uh, okay. Dennis to know what I'm talking about. Oh, there's a dog. Was that the corgi? <laughs> That's my shit, sir. Uh, there's no swearing on the show, thanks. Yeah, please don't swear. <laughs> Poor old Maltese cross-toy poodle died it's not eight weeks ago. Oh, sorry. All good, mate. All good. No, it's like my... um. We had my son's first birthday that night, and um, my uh, mate, six-year-old, says to me, whispers to me, you know what, we got my little one-year-old, and he whispers in my a dog, I'm thinking, that's a bit expensive. And then I looked around, and there's a toy dog. I'm like, thank goodness for that. So anyway, speaking of dogs. Nicely done, Phoenix. Pico, come here, come here, sit. Sit. Dennis, you got any you got any stats to straighten us up with, mate? Give us something. 
I've given you about four or five so far tonight. No, nobody's even had a second glance. <laughs> you haven't given us the best one, though. And you call me full Lindy. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> no, the best What's that the best is one? our strike rate playing the Western Bulldogs in finals. Oh. <laughs> I it's think a hun- this is a dog's giving us the uh, <laughs> yeah. down. But they don't. Yeah, the Shih Tzu doesn't like the fact that it's 100%, and every time we've played the Bulldogs, we've ended up in the grand final. And it, he also said, Liberatore, it was a point. <laughs> the goal umpire was in the perfect position for once until they decided how to make them go stand in the wrong position. And queuing up for tickets, that was a bit of bad luck, wasn't it? Oh, that was funny. My sister was at that game where they left at half time because <laughs> they had they to go didn't. line up they for really tickets. They left at half time. They left at half time to go line up for their grand final tickets. <laughs> they left at, left at half time to get a new light fitting. Don't worry. The, the next year they didn't leave at half time to go line up for grand final <laughs> tickets. <laughs> So, Dennis, what? Who? Who are your favourite posters to hate at the moment? To hate? Oh, um, look! I know there's apparently an ignore function. Uh, I haven't bothered learning to use it because uh, all I do is if I think someone's an idiot, I don't read their posts. There's a couple of there's a couple of people. I, I won't call them out on live on air. I don't think but it's fair. It's but for. there's a couple of guys that I just think really, you're a knob. No, you're not allowed to make those statements without naming names. Sorry. Oh, okay. Cleric. Oh, oh my God. God. Cleric. Cleric's driving me nuts. I, I can't wait. I, I, I'm waiting for the end of the season when Rory Atkins isn't delisted to explain to him, <laughs> actually, Rory Atkins is a, not too bad and maybe we should uh, give him a couple more years and see if he's any good rather than just immediately delisting the kid. Maybe, maybe that's... At the moment, Nikki. Uh, <laughs> We're not arguing, which is rare. <laughs> That's probably because I have used the ignore function. You should keep, but no, I like like Vinny has said. I just don't respond. <laughs> no, it just makes it easier if I know that I don't want to read their posts. Put them on the ignore function, so then you just don't see them, and you don't have to scroll past. It's it's it does make it a bit easier. Does it make does the it conversations make disjointed? No, you can pretty much figure out what's being said. And you can also figure out who said it, just, uh, from the, just from how people respond. It doesn't help my laptop's six years old and it runs like dial-up, so. Yeah. Hmm. I don't mind people being objective on the boards, but bloody hell, there's some negative answers on there. Sometimes it just drives you nuts. The sky is falling. <laughs> I know. I can't find a proper chicken little gift. <laughs> I want one. Somebody, I need a chicken little gift just so I can just run around. This guy's falling. This guy's falling. People are yep. sick of me saying it now, but I'm laughing at them because they're getting stressed out because I'm saying it. Get over it. Hey, Dennis, what side of the Dangerfield fence are you on at the moment? Uh, he's staying. And I'm what's sure your source? He's staying. I like him. Right, what got do you a guys sauce, think? gut field. Oh, no, I don't, I don't have any sauce. And sauce does not go in the fridge. It goes in the cupboard. Good man. It goes on the ground, mate. Come on. And uh, no, no sauce. It just gut field says he's staying. 
That's and, getting cut. <laughs> and they're both, and they're both <laughs> getting arrested. <laughs> that, that's not making it through. No. Sorry. That's, that's a no-no, you two. You really need to talk to my wife, Phoenix. She knows I'm twisted anyway. I, there's a number of reasons why I need to talk to your wife, Waffle. And like, a good divorce lawyer? I'd look. <laughs> I don't know how your he marriage survives. He's very tolerant. It's called uh, ignoring me. She's got you on the ignore function. <laughs> yeah. Good woman. Hey, I've got a technical yeah, she... question for you guys. If, God forbid, we actually don't win this week, I think we will. I think we can all agree we're going to win. But on the off chance we don't, is this the very last podcast for the year? Or are you going to no. do a wrap-up? podcast of the year and best of compilation thing. No, no I'm, I'm scared of what Phoenix is going to put out at the end of the year. We're doing a trade week podcast about how to get Kurt Tippett back to the Crows. <laughs> I'm sure we'll do a, we'll do a um, wrap up. We'll do an outtakes. We'll do a draft. Um, are we going to do a draft one before the draft and then one after to wrap up the, the whole off season? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Well, we need to do a Mad Monday one as well. Yeah, Who, I'll who's dressing up as Dangerfield? The draft is here this year. You guys should get yeah. media accreditation. Go down there, broadcast live. Well, the tickets are free, so. Bix and Rowie have got nothing on us. I keep saying it, but they don't. Bix yeah, so right. no, Rowie's you're not. You're not part of the last one, mate. You'll have to you'll have to come on and gate crash again just to uh, get get your name up and lights there. <laughs> How much are draft tickets again? Uh, I, I can give you some. I'll give you one for fifty bucks. Yep, no worries. I'll go. I might as well go on Ticket Tech because I reckon they're cheaper on there. <laughs> just don't try and put crows <laughs> in the barcode. Oh. Oh, that that was a shambles. <laughs> yeah, lots of unhappy people on the board. And I've ticket Ticketmaster, Ticket Tech, they make those websites so hard to use. Ticket Tech needs to be smashed with a crowbar. Mm. So um tips for that funny game that we've sort of were talking about at one stage? Us uh, by twenty four. Hey, Gay Crasher, what do you reckon? 30, us by 36. Oh, Simon Goodwin. Yeah, 36. Dennis, what do you reckon, mate? Sean Wren. Oh, no. Yeah, I reckon seven goals. I hope, I hope you two are right. Oh, yeah. I, I look forward to walking out of the MCG and just seeing all the heartbroken Bulldog supporters. Normally, I don't mind them, but they've been pains in the ass this week. So I think, you know what? I'm going to enjoy your suffering a little bit. I think I said on the board. As I said on the board today, and it was uh, glossed over um, by most people, uh, there'll be no Vic Media bleating on about how it's footy karma for... Uh, the Bulldogs to lose after uh, crying all week about not getting a home ground, <laughs> like what like what we had during the and after the Geelong game, footy karma apparently because 
um, we'd been complaining all week about uh, the Roos resting players. We put out an one absolute statement. load of crap. We put out one statement. It was the media who who were bleating about that. Yeah, they got uh, it'll it'll be all oh, poor poor doggies, poor doggies. They they got screwed over by the AFL. They didn't deserve to lose. They would have won if they'd been at Eddie Howard and all this sort of crap. I don't give a shit. If we win, we win. <laughs> Just go to the pancake kitchen at High Point and get over it. I've <laughs> never heard Daniel so fired up. I like Daniel's fired up. It's and exciting, it, like Troy Bond. And it's not even over stats. Vic Media get me really riled up. Oh, shit, media in general, uh-huh. mate. There's, there is no good media coverage of AFL in Australia, it's just an absolute dog's breakfast at the moment. I I enjoy listening to SEN because there's a they do a wide range of teams. Yes, most of them are Victorian. They do get the occasional uh, uh, you know interstate player. They had Dougie the other day. That was good. Didn't ask him any good questions. But <laughs> guys like Andy Marr, who continually go on about how shit. Adelaide is how bad living in South Australia must be and how behind and backwards we are. It's just an absolute load of crap. And they have no idea about what it is to live in South Australia. Four times better than Victoria. And why is it a bloody issue? I mean, I mean, it's so childish and petty. Yes, we're different. We're different to Melbourne. We have different strengths, different weaknesses, but for God's sake, do you really need to pump your up, pump up your own tyres that much because you're feeling threatened by Sydney that you have to, you know, beat up on some other place like Perth or, or Adelaide? I mean, it's just it's just so petty and childish. Well, someone told me yesterday that Melbourne's the fashion capital. I turned around and said, yeah, but it's also the sports capital. It's every bloody capital, for God's sake. Next is going to be Sydney's capital. Oh, no, them them fighting words. A waffle doesn't get fired up very often, but when you obviously this person didn't know I've lived there, I know what it is. And stop! What if you want to go sell it? Go live there for God's sake. It's the fashion capital if you like wearing black, or if you live in Chadston. Yeah. Did you hear or about Pembo's prick? Did you hear about Pembo's rant? Um, at some person who said they were going to go and live in Melbourne on 5AA during the week? No, what did he do? I just, on on air, lost his shit at this guy and then had to apologise afterwards because he was basically saying Adelaide was shit and he wanted to go live in Melbourne. Pembo basically said, well, go live in Melbourne and piss off. Nice. And he had to apologise for it. Jesus. Oh, he, he, he did a full backpedal. Afterwards, shocking, <laughs> shocking but true. You can't yeah. alienate the listeners. God no. Why not? They they say stupid things. They deserve to be. So just to round out the cast this week, guys. What about the other games? Who do we uh, reckon is going to uh, get up over in WA this weekend? West Coast. Yeah, I reckon both the WA sides will. Yeah, same here. Same here. Yeah, I'm pretty with uh, with what's happened with Sydney. I. Think Frio. That's a nice free hit. I can, yeah. see, I, I can see Hawthorne winning. 
um, I, I think that they've got what it what it takes to get over the top of West Coast, the depleted West Coast side. I know most people. Well, I've been saying it for the whole year. Um, I think we exposed West Coast's frailties, and I think that they will be exposed. And I think West Coast could easily go out in straight sets, given yeah, the I'm chance that, that we'll be done. playing them in the second week. So you reckon they'll have a few corkies this week then, Oz? A few what's? Corkies. Corkies. <laughs> and not well, the dog. That'll be good. Yeah, I'm with you, Danos. I reckon they could go out in straight sets as well. Um, You know, they've been travelling on about six out of eight cylinders now for the last month and uh, lots of injuries. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I think Hawthorne will beat them this week. The interesting one, though, is the one on Sunday. It is. Because with them playing just the week before, what have they learnt from each other? Were they playing little ducks and drakes? And, yeah, I think it's that, – that one's going to be very interesting to me. I can't thank Mickey, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm hoping uh, Richmond uh, spanked North Melbourne terribly on that day. Yeah. That'd be the most fun. Yeah, with it backfiring. And, and also because one of the people I'm going to the footy with, he's – not only is he a Crows member, he's also a Richmond member. Um, I know, weird. <laughs> but he will be there at the game on Sunday. So for him, I would like them to actually finally win a final. Is he a fan of fair weather? <laughs> no, he's a fan of long suffering. Yeah, I reckon the, the Tigers are going to smack North, actually. I don't rate North at all. I think more Brad Scott Gibbs are going to come on the board. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, I think there's definitely question marks over the Scott boys and their coaching. They just, both of them, shit me to tears. <laughs> yeah, but they are fun for gifts, just for their reactions. <laughs> and what, How and good watching... was that Dangerfield gif earlier in the year with him, <laughs> the, was... the Top Gun takeoff? Oh, God, that was great. That. <laughs> that one was very good. I also love watching the last, what is it, the five minutes of that North Melbourne game where we played, where we had to kick 30 points and we won the game by a point with Petrenko kicking in the goal square. <laughs> and just his face, he looked like he was going to cry. I think he did cry. I reckon I've watched that last five minutes about 50 times. It's, it's yeah. a good five minutes. It never gets old, Phoenix. <laughs> no, feeling down, just whack that one on. I've got it in my favourites. If I'm feeling a bit low, just put that on. It gives me a smile. Now, do you have the one with the 5AA commentary or the, tri- or the Triple M commentary, which is the Melbourne Both. Triple M? I love yeah, that the Both. Melbourne guys. I reckon Rowie changed his uh, pants in those last five minutes a few times. Yeah, well, Kim <laughs> Dillon just about lost his voice. It was kind of a. I just remember watching that game, and you're just sitting there going, "Oh God, we're playing crap. We're God, we're playing crap. Hang on, we might be able to win." Oh my God! I had a. I I, I was um, getting the hurry up from my uh, missus of the time um, from the kitchen, saying that dinner was ready, and I was saying there is no way I'm leaving the front of this TV right now, and I was bouncing <laughs> from roof to floor with excitement. <laughs> Because it was, it's it's almost a once in a generation type type thing to come back five goals in five minutes was just 
I, don't, I can't see us doing it again in my lifetime. I may have been in the pub at North Adelaide and we just won our grand final. I was high-fiving strangers that I've never met in my life. <laughs> I don't remember Fair where enough. I was when it happened. I remember laughing a lot, but uh, I don't remember where I was. I get the feeling that you spent a lot of time laughing. I do. I find everything amusing. Apart from tax time. Oh, and, God. No. Uh, <laughs> no. No, and yet no he still that laughed. I don't find amusing. So, Phoenix, you should get onto the board talk stuff. <laughs> yeah. 20 questions now. Oh, right. would, uh, we've covered one. Yeah, we've covered one. All right. Um, Kylie or Danny? Dennis? Um, I'm going to go with Danny. Oh, boo. Okay, you're off now. Kylie's richer, sure, but Danny, she's probably starved for attention. Time Why to, can't we have both? Time to punt uh, Skype. Put it in all sorts. Yeah, you're breaking up, Dina. Sorry, mate. It's been uh, nice Dan. having you. <laughs> 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 uh, I, could have, I could have sworn you said yeah, Danny then, and so clearly the connection's no good. Uh, going to have to put the queue in the rack for the night. It's been a great show, all. <laughs> Just think, if anybody's actually downloaded this to watch whilst they're driving, at least it's, hopefully they're going to be laughing most of the way, going, who are these idiots? If they've got, the, if they've got this far, there's something definitely wrong with them. <laughs> They're probably tuned out for the whole night, and do you blame them? I don't. They'll it's be, the finals. They'll be struggling to make sense of it all with all the uh, cutouts that you're going to have to do, Phoenix. Uh, oh, no, this is <laughs> this is this is not getting edited this week. I haven't got the time, so it's straight from. It may as well be live. Apart, oh, from, oh. apart from the one bit, perhaps. Um, apart from that one bit, yeah, yeah, that one bit that needs to go. I don't have any uh, anything in my lemonade either. That's a scary thought. You're scary without anything. I'd, oh, that's true too. Well, so what's the next no, question? Um, yeah, if you could put anyone on the back of your duffel coat, who would it be and why? Rory Atkins. Oh, does it have to be a current player? No, it no, can be anyone you like. All right, that's easy. Weed, 33. Great bloke. Good pick. And also a nice number now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Jesus and Christ. and why? Yeah, why? Oh, I just uh, I loved him as a kid growing up. I thought he was a great player. I remember uh, I had a well, I've still got a, a, an old Crows shirt, and I went to get him to sign it. And he used to work at uh, oh god, I think it was Surf and Ski in the Maya Center. And I got up the courage to go get him to sign it, and I said uh, I, I wanted to come. I said to him, I wanted to come earlier in the season to get it sign it, but you got dropped. And he said. Yeah, the fucking bastards. And I thought, oh, that's great. <laughs> I, I believe that with Wade. He's a good mate of an old footy coach of mine. I believe it. You were nine at the time, right? Me? No, no, I was 14, 15 or something like that. Appropriate language then. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Perfectly oh. acceptable. <laughs> we're going live, so can't be bleeped. So, mate, if you could meet anyone from the um, from the board, who would you like to have a beer with, and why? Uh, probably Slippery Pete, just to see if the legends are true. The ones he's made up about himself. Yeah, those those ones. Yes. <laughs> yeah, those ones. 
Can you keep all the stories great? Usually, when someone has to self-promote that much, um, yeah, it's the cause for concern. Yeah, just something, something strikes me as uh, could actually be true. But you know, there's only one way to find out. One beer wouldn't hurt. There's a little bit of try hard there, I think. But you could all you'd be fun having been his wingman for a while. Uh, he could be mine. Um, we've done the danger one. You're in the staying camp. Yep. Um, and the last one doesn't. Finals? <laughs> yeah, are we going to make finals? Maybe change it to how far are we going to get through the finals? <laughs> good one, Danos. That is good. At least Ooh. one of us is thinking. You need to drink more, Danos. Probably a prelim. I think we'd get to the prelim again. Why can't we win the grand final? Oh, I didn't say we couldn't, but I, I think we'll get to the prelim. So you have us winning this week and then probably beating West Coast the following week? Yep. Should we ask the, the big question, Phoenix? Danger staying or going? No, we already did that. <laughs> yeah, he's earlier. still staying. He's, he's I know, we did that earlier. Waffles Cordian. <laughs> I'm just being an antagonistic little man. Are you oh, Alistair the way, Next coach, coach. <laughs> Next By the way, off. Dennis, who do, who do you reckon? Uh, do you reckon Dangerfield's staying or going? Uh, I reckon he's staying. Still. You sure? Yeah. Um, also, but I do think I do think that Dangerfield is staying. Are you sure? Yeah, mostly. Yeah. See, you should have flip flopped forty-seven times during the course of this actual <laughs> podcast. And then it would be just like the Dangerfield thread. <laughs> no, no, I've, had a, I've held a consistent narrative. I've said all year he's leaving. Uh, so, the sky is falling. Yeah. No, that, that, who's the next coach question? That's a good one, and I have no idea. Because I, I have no idea that Washington's going to be either. So. Who was coaching West Adelaide on the weekend? Isn't Mark Mickin coaching Westies? Yeah, I saw this huge bloke next to the players. I'm like, He's not a coach. He looks more like the guy that holds the hot dogs. <laughs> kind of right, though, the Bloods. Yeah, the Bloods. Good to see my team get knocked down on the weekend. Which one's your team again? Yeah, quite, yeah. Hey, look, my team Bloody didn't make it either. Yeah, Bloody you're Bulldogs. Used, you're used, used to Bailey, though, being a South supporter. <laughs> At least you won the McGarry, Nicky. Yeah, we did for the second time. Yeah, he's so not a bad so player. We're, yeah, well done to Joel Cross. Can we rookie list him? Oh God, I was about to say, <laughs> for a board, we finally matured to the point where if someone wins a McGarry, we don't all stand around going, "We should draft that guy." Oh. I'm waiting for it. Give Look, it unless time. he's playing, unless he's an elite basketballer that's failed, we don't draft him anymore on the rookie. Oh, no, no. <laughs> And then everybody goes off that he has to cut his hair because God knows what your hairstyle looks like can dictate whether you can play football well or not. And he's got a tattoo as well. He won't fit into their culture of elite standards. I I did like that people backtracking once they find out, once they found out why he has the longer hair and what the tattoo represents. It's like, oh, okay, sorry. Which, for those who don't know, Hugh Greenwood's mother has terminal breast cancer. He started to grow his hair as part of fundraising, 
um, to help the pink packs. And he's kept growing it. At some stage, he's they're going to do a little bit or something, and he'll cut it off. And he has a tattoo on his hand, which is the pink ribbon. I didn't realise he was the um, guy who earlier on in the year um, got a bit of notoriety for fighting back against a Twitter troll while he was playing. Yeah. Was, it, was he playing? He was playing college basketball at the time, yep. wasn't he? For New Mexico. That's right. Yeah, because I did read that story at the time or hear that story at the time and I didn't make the association until someone pointed it out on the board. And also his partner is, put it this way, the the – the WAGs have kind of gone up a level. Um, she's a former cheerleader from uh, New Mexico, uh, the college. Um, in person, she's absolutely gorgeous because I saw her at the SNFL game. And she also competes as part of uh, the USA, the Miss Fitness stuff. So very, very fit young woman. We need more of that on board. I thought a few people would uh, be interested. Well, we've got to replace Marty, so she's a perfect fit now. Don't go there, Waffle. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Put don't, don't make me edit again. Come on. <laughs> no, don't make Phoenix do work. He doesn't like that. Wow. All right. It's one hour and 11 minutes long. <laughs> Has anyone else got anything to bloody say? No. Because I've had a gut for We're going to stomp the Bulldogs. Dan, has you got any wise final words? I couldn't get a word in while we were talking about the atrocity from the weekend. But I think the only thing that our oppositions can learn from what we did is that if we don't show up, then we're a walkover. So everything is crossed that we show up on Saturday night and we give the Bulldogs a pantsing. Amen. Agree. Yeah. And that's it. I, I think our waffling was and silliness was more to do with the fact that we really didn't want to talk about the game on the weekend. <laughs> it, was, it was our way of ignoring it. If you ignore it, it goes away. Apparently. It doesn't All right, matter. So it's in the past. Dennis, where are you? Are you like in the ocean or something? <laughs> He's swimming somewhere. You talking to me? He's looking for. Yep. <laughs> Apparently. You're looking for Harold Holt by the sound of it. No, 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 no. I hate the ocean. You've got some background noise going. It's like you're sitting in a dishwasher or something. No. Um. Last time I was on, you told me this as well. I, maybe it's the connection I'm using or something. It's quite possible. Anyway, that's it for this rabble for another week. Um, we've got obviously a massive game for the club on Saturday night. Um, so for those people who are driving over for the game, along with Nikki, drive safely, be careful and make sure you get home safely. And from me to you guys, it's good night to everyone. Bye. Night all. See ya. You've been listening to Crowcast, brought to you by Kazmar Event Technologies for your live production and studio recording needs. See you at the footy.